Hello, podcast listeners. This is Eric from the What He Said, She Said podcast with Eric and Michelle. Today we have episode. Today we have episode thirty-five. We are going to talk on the ten ways to up your dating game in twenty twenty-two. I know that we're at the end of twenty twenty-two, but these are some real good points if you're out there online dating. I know a lot of people took a bit of a hiatus over the COVID crisis, and hopefully you're getting back out there, uh, not just on the dating apps, but going out and enjoying restaurants and sporting events, and hopefully things are turning back to normal. So once again, this is episode 35, and welcome to the show. Okay, everyone, we're just... Oh, Michelle's already there. Wow, that's incredible. I went to get my beverage, and she's already here. I have a feeling this is going to be the one. This is going to be the one. If you're listening, Michelle, close the app and relaunch the app. I'm I'm looking to see who's here. Wow, we have a lot of new people. Right now, I'm getting trying to get my co-host Michelle because this is the what he said she said podcast with Eric and Michelle and the podcast is not whole unless those two pieces are together so fourth time let's see I see your face this time unless I see your face and unless I see your face and the timer I know that it's probably not going to work because I hear you do the Ola and then all of a sudden just boo, you just vanish. <laughs> That's crazy. I even made sure that I was out of all the, um, w- not the, out of it, uh, out of, off of Wi Fi. Sorry. Yeah, the Wi Fi. And sometimes, sometimes I'll kill all my apps outside of, you know, wisdom. Just yeah. to make, just to make sure that, uh, just to make sure that, you know, that I'm, I'm going to be, you know, just, just that. Yeah, for so. sure. For sure. Oh, I got I have a, a 7 a.m. meeting tomorrow. Ooh. Yeah, that's, that's like half my day's over by then. I don't even want to hear it. <laughs> well, I got, I have to be like coherent and talking. Okay. <laughs> and on video and on video. Oh, okay. Well, I'm coherent and talking on video, but I don't look look a, very um let's say professional you look sporty. at that hour. Yes. You look sporty. Yeah, I have to like I have to put a dress shirt on for these. Uh, no, party on the top or business on top, party on the bottom. That's exactly what it is. <laughs> <laughs> That is 100% correct. Absolutely. Why you not? You know, it's just, it's just like, you know, I what know. can you do? I know. All right. Well, let's get this party rolling because I do have a hard stop at five. True. So, 10 Again, ways to welcome. Dating hold on. Game. Let me, let me, let me say welcome to everyone. Oh, so welcome. We, we, we already have 11 people. Woohoo. And we got some new peeps. All right. Which is wonderful. Uh, just to let everyone know, this is Eric and Michelle and the What He Said, She Said podcast. We've been on the Wisdom app since April of this wow. year. 
Yeah, I went back and looked. Our first podcast were in April. And so um, I've, I've actually had a couple conversations with people who are in the relationship coaching space. And I'm really trying to get them to come on our show. That'd be awesome. As a guest. Because, you know, we we do not espouse to be clinicians. We are just lay people. Lay people. Lay people who have experienced the ups and downs of online dating. um, And just kind of telling our stories and hopefully passing on some good information. Some you wisdom. Know? And we, I think that, you know, it, it's funny when people come up to me on bike rides and they'll, they'll whisper, they'll, I listen to your podcast. <laughs> and I'll go, you don't have to whisper. It's not a secret. <laughs> it's not a secret. It's not a secret. People know. It's like, oh, okay. It's like, but it's always funny. They, they whisper. That's funny. Isn't that funny? I think that's hilarious. I think it's kind of hilarious. Yeah. It's it's so, you know, and I always say, you know, you don't have to whisper. Like people know, people know that we have a podcast. It's like we, it's on, it's on, it's on the internet. It's everywhere. It's on Apple. It's on Spotify. It's on Amazon and Audible. It's like, it's all over the place. I mean, you know, we wish more people would listen, you know, you know, but we're, uh, you know, we're trying to grow. That's you know, so we funny. we get some of these, you know, these so-called relationship coaches. Maybe we'll we'll get a little more traction. Yeah. You know, because maybe. it's like it's like the world. Like Kenneth, Kenneth is a wise is a wise soul, and you know. But I think there's a lot of people that are kind of in that coaching world. That hmm, I'm not I'm not sure what their qualifications are. True. True. Yeah. But, but yeah, it's kind of it can be sketchy. So today we're going to be talking about the 10 ways to up your dating game in 2022. Now, in 2022, if upping your dating game probably is going to include some form of online dating, uh whether you are going to be on match or hinge or okay cupid you know or one of the more you know narrow casted you know dating sites like you know christian singles and things of that nature you know it just it just seems like a logical step to be in online dating in 2022 just to open a few more doors and possibilities when it comes to meeting people. Amen. So, so I'm going to start. So dating okay. is always tough to navigate. What you text back, who pays the check, and why is it so hard to meet normal people? That mm. word normal people is a very interesting <laughs> one. It is. But dating, it can mean many things. But dating in 2022 brings a whole new set of difficulties. The old rules of dating no longer apply. Most exchanges happen over an app. And we forget how to do our makeup while staying while staying home since 2020. And she jokingly says, nope, just me. Uh, but difficult or not, you deserve a fulfilling life, fun ways to meet new people, and to actually enjoy dating. Because no one should have Charlotte's dating exhaustion. 
when they're talking about Charlotte, they're talking about Charlotte from Sex and the City. I actually got a little obsessed with that show, and I kind of, I kind of binge watched a whole bunch of it. Yeah, and so yeah. I think I was, I think I was watching kind of the, the later seasons, you know, and you know everyone was pairing off, and people were having kids, and then, you know, the the main character Carrie meets uh, the Russian artist, you know, who's played by Barishnikov, and they go to Paris, and you know, it's like it was like, oh, okay. So I was such a, I was just such a girl right then. Okay, so we all say it every year, but 2022 can truly be the year you reach all of your goals. This year can be your golden opportunity if you're looking for love or, you know, just looking to go out on dates that don't suck. Below are 10 pieces of dating advice to up your game, achieve a fulfilling love life, and find a happy relationship, no matter how serious you're looking for. Read on for romantic success by 2023. Oh yes, all right. I think I think in in relation to what we just I just said, I think one of the key elements when you're out there online dating is actually asking that dreaded question: What are you looking for? Yeah, because that's a tell, you know. Sometimes people are just looking for something short term. Sometimes people are just looking for a fling. But if you're in the headspace of I'm looking for a long term committed relationship, make sure that the person you're talking to is on board before you really start throwing yourself all in. Because sometimes that, you know, I'm looking for something short term, you're looking for something long term, those things just don't mesh. Yep. You know, and and a lot of it is, you know, where we where we're at in our lives, kids, career, etc. Past past relationships. Are you past your relationships? Are you over <laughs> Are you over your are you are you over your husband? Well, the funny part is is when you ask people if they're over their their marriage, they're like I was over my marriage five years before we got divorced. <laughs> five years, probably more like 10 for me. <laughs> or 26, anyway. <laughs> oh my goodness gracious. All right, I'm going to go ahead. Appreciate how dating is different now. As soon as the stay-at-home order hit, the dating game changed. Maybe you got Zoom date fatigue, or maybe you're now determining who to date based on vaccination status. However, what's going on in the world doesn't have to harm your love life. In fact, it could even be beneficial. For example, dating during a pandemic meant focusing on an emotional connection first, since the physical connection and new relationship excitement isn't possible. You know, I'm curious about this. Since people couldn't get together during COVID, I wonder if they expanded their reach, like, to different states. I think so. That would be you an know, interesting statistic to try I to had, figure out. I was kind of between, uh, I just ended a relationship and I ended up having a kind of an interesting but a bizarre relationship with this woman who lived down, uh, I want to say she was in, I want to say she was like in, Carlsbad or Encinitas Mm. and she was uh, she was an MFT she was a marriage and family therapist and we would 
we would have these long Zoom calls together. Interesting. And the thing that was weird is like when the pandemic finally kind of broke, we never met. Huh. We never met. We just kind of drifted apart at some point, but we would have these daily Zoom conversations just talking about a lot of different things. I mean, it was like relationship oriented, but it, but it was just um, never a relationship, never a relationship. But it was I mean, she was super smart and interesting and, and you know, very chatty like me. And but it was just uh it was kind of curious because, but it was a weird time to be trying to date someone. Yeah. You know, yeah. I, I, I kind of turned my dating apps off when the pandemic hit because I said, gee, I work at a hospital. I'm trying to meet people while there's a pandemic going on. This is not good. Right. So I kind of had to close a bunch of doors. Yeah. You know? And then when I closed all those other doors, this one door with this one person opened and it was, mm-hmm. it was, it was kind of interesting while it, while it lasted. Interesting. Which is, right. which is uh, the nature of a lot of online dating. Yeah. Like it, it was interesting while it lasted. Yeah, for sure. So, all so. right. I'm going to continue on. Oh, uh, for example, dating during a pandemic meant focusing on an emotional connection first since the physical connection and new relationship excitement isn't possible or wasn't possible. You got to know who someone was without spending time and energy doing the actual dating. You learned to build slower connections and staying at home became an opportunity to get to know each other with fewer distractions. The past two years have changed us in many ways and the way you date and prioritize what you want can be one of them. Reevaluate what you're looking for and how you want to date based on the lessons you've learned. I agree. Yeah. I mean, the pandemic changed everything yeah, for really people. Did. I mean, I think some people isolated and then they realized they liked it a little too much. And, yep. and sometimes getting people to come back out on bike rides, Michelle and I are both cyclists, coming back out on bike rides was, it was weird. And, you know, people yeah. were asking me questions like, do I have to wear a mask during the ride? And I go, no, <laughs> you know, it seems kind of wild. We had people who did wear masks on the ride. Yeah. Kind of crazy. It was kind of crazy. I saw somebody in a, in a convertible wearing a mask the other day with this you know, and the top was down. I'm like, I'm still hey. utterly perplexed about the people who are driving with by a mask themselves. on, with a mask on by themselves. And you're just like, this guy was driving with a mask on by himself with his top down. Maybe someone sneezed ahead of him and he's afraid the germs are going to fly in. I don't know. Anyway. All that, right, go ahead. That's, go still bizarre. that's so bizarre. Yeah. Okay, number two, keep all your options open. Many of us have this idea that we need a movie worthy meet cute when finding a soulmate. But closing yourself off to any meeting that isn't locking eyes across a crowded bar or running into a long-forgotten high school sweetheart from back home. Hallmark Channel style. Boy, I watch a lot of Hallmark at my mom's house. Limit your chances. Despite what Hollywood has us believe, 
We can meet worthwhile people anywhere. You could meet your ideal partner during a meeting, at a book club, in an elevator, while out walking your dog, or yes, on a dating app. The more options you keep open, the higher chances of meeting people that you'll enjoy being around. Instead of waiting for meet cute, <laughs> try to remain open to any possibility that feels right for you. Mm-hmm. I've done that. I've done I've done that where I've met someone who was very interesting, you know, and we maybe went out on a couple dates, had fantastic conversations. But we just realized that the lifestyle differences were just too big a hurdle to overcome. Yeah. You know, meaning, you know, she wants to stay home and, and, and binge watch TV and, and I, I want to go for a walk or a hike. <laughs> yep. Yep. I you know, so 100% relate to that, unfortunately. Yeah. Was that what, what it was with your ex? Yeah, he like he was a total homebody, and I am totally not. Mm. So, got uh, it. Yeah. So but, that, that's unfortunate, though. Yeah. You know, but there's there's not a whole lot you can do about that except, you know, kind of set your boundaries. And, and I tell that to people when they ask me, you know, to give them dating advice. You know, which I'm not super qualified on, but I think I'm. You know, I think I have a good head on my shoulders. I'm not always like, you know, know, know your boundaries. And if someone doesn't feel like a good fit for you, or like just be honest with them. Right. You know, it's like that's I think I think a lot of people are so worried about disappointing someone that they that they kind of keep they kinda, they kind of keep going along with uh, with with dating them, you know, when the reality is they shouldn't. Right. Agreed. I think some people do that in marriages. Yep. Absolutely. <laughs> you're, you're, you're like, that's what I did. Well, it was a little, little different when you have kids. I was just talking to somebody about that, how they were saying, and this could be very controversial, but it's better to have for kids to have two parents than than the alternative as long as you know it's not a toxic environment right so yeah i mean it was toxic for me and it was probably toxic for him but you know other than them not really seeing their parents having like the best relationship they actually had a very stable secure home you know you know i've brought this up a few times you know i I grew up. I grew up in a really uh, great household, great community, amazing friends, and that and that was always the norm. Is that? And I had one friend whose parents were divorced, and it was a such a fo- it was a such a foreign concept yeah. to not just me but my friends. Like, like yeah. what do you mean your mom and dad don't live together? Yeah. And the sad part is, in this day and age divorced families with young children is more normalized, which isn't a great thing, Mm -hmm. you know, because there, there always, there's always going to be those kids that, that have that, that need. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's, it's unfortunate. Yep. 
All right, next one. Forget prerequisites. Many of us have extensive prerequisite checklists before even considering going on a first date. I'm going to, I'm going to, um, what do you call it? Footnote, footnote that. Yes. Uh, maybe you want someone who is exactly like you, whether it's interest, religion, or background. Maybe you're not lo- looking twice at people who have a certain dating history or over a certain age or own a cat because you're way more of a dog person. While shared values are crucial and compatibility is often determined by similarities, try getting to know someone before making assumptions based on your prerequisites. The only prerequisites you need are your non-negotiable values like kindness, integrity, and humor. Again, footnote, otherwise, based opinions <laughs> on how you feel, not off a checklist. Pay attention to the person in front of you and try not to project a narrative or assign meaning to traits before you even know the person. Ask questions and genuinely care about why someone is the way they are before determining whether or not they are for you. No, I disagree with this wholeheartedly because why waste your time? I do not personally, no offense to those people that are these things, but I do not want to be with somebody that is a smoker. I do not want to be with somebody that drinks too much. And I do not want to be with somebody that does not share the same faith as me. <laughs> well, that those are those are your non-negotiables. And everyone has, everyone has their list, you know, and, and So I do think that some prerequisites are perfectly fine. I agree. You know, I I like this one, the cut it off with the maybes. It's like if if I've met someone online and, you know, and and I'm interested, meaning I've had a conversation or two with them and I'm actually interested in meeting them in person, I'm I'm a pretty declarative person. Yeah. You know, and I'm and I'm just, you know, I, I I'm interested in seeing you and, and you know, let me know what you know, what evening works best for you and you know, how about Tuesday or Wednesday and and if I get, well, maybe I can, maybe I can make it. I hate maybes. You know, it's like I'm being very straight and, and declarative and you're giving me, ah, oh, maybe, maybe we can get together. It's yeah. Like, oh, I don't like that at all. So number four, cut it off with the maybes already. I agree with this. Do you have an ex who's been hanging around for years or an F boy that's been messing with your head? What about those people you text when you're feeling lonely or bored? Or who do you think might be interested in someday? I call these people the maybes, the exes, the previous date, and it's complicated. Relationships that didn't work out the first time around, but you keep their number in your phone just in case, or hoping something will change. There are a lot of reasons we stick around with people we know are not good for us. Maybe they're a security blanket. Maybe we're lonely or maybe we're seeking external approval. But no matter the reason, the wrong person is in your life. As soon as you realize they're not the one for you, that should be the end of it. Not beginning, not the beginning of the end. Now, if you have a friend with benefits you don't have feelings for or love flirty texting that hot coworker, <laughs> you do you, girl, but those pesky... But those people you go out of, that you go to out of loneliness, comfortability, or insecurity, they're holding you back. I agree. Mm -hmm. Know what you deserve. Be honest with yourself and don't settle. Bonus tip, unfollow them on social media. Just do it. And block their asses from your phone You know, there's been been people that I maybe 
had a tumultuous short-term relationship with and I removed them from their phone and then inevitably you know the following year I'll get a happy birthday text from them uh-huh and then the worst thing you can get back is who is this oh, <laughs> like yeah, I don't know right? who this is which means I've removed you from my phone exactly you, I've removed you from my phone you rat bastard oh my gosh <laughs> Yes, very true. Well, I mean, uh, I think I think in those situations, I mean, there's been there's been situations where I've had I've gone out with someone online dating and we've remained friendly, but we were adult enough to know that the relationship was not going to go to a, a a different level. Right. And I think it's okay to maintain those friendships as long as they remain, you know, just friendships. Uh-huh. And and you know, and there's a few people, there's a few people that I've gone on like one online date with, and then ended up bringing them into my cycling community. Wow! You know, and it was and and it's worked out perfectly well because we were never in a quote unquote relationship. Mm-hmm. You know, I think I think when you're in a relationship with someone, or you know, you've gotten to a point to where you know that relationship has gotten physical. Right. Then there's like these weird tensions, you yeah. know, and so, but if you haven't gotten to that point, I think being able to, to bring that person into your group, you know, on a friendship level is perfectly plausible and doable. Yeah. Agree. All right. Next. Oh crap. Hold on a second. I just lost it. Oh No. I lost it. I'll do it. Number five, visualize your best self. Dating highlights are biggest, dating highlights are biggest insecurities. We overanalyze what we say over text or Tinder, try on 15 different outfits before a date, and maybe even expect the worst and prepare to be ghosted or for the day to go badly. I, I don't, I never go on a date with someone unless I have some kind of rapport right? with them on the Seriously. phone. It's like, you know, if if someone is of the nature that I don't want to talk to you on the phone, but let's meet for dinner, I'm just kind of like, that's weird. Yeah. You know, because, you know, you want to be able to know that you, you're, you're able to converse with that person. Yeah, agree. You know, so are you confident, comfortable, or friendly? How would the most confident you act on this date what would you wear would you even care about what you wear clean yourself up a little bit you know (laughs) it's like you know if for for men you know put pants on you know maybe put on you know a collared shirt you know don't 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 look schlubby you know if you if you if you look that way i mean that's exactly they're gonna they're gonna presuppose a lot from that Right. It's like either you are a dot com millionaire or you are broke. And I'm leaning <laughs> on broke. <laughs> so remind remind yourself that you are the catch that your date is trying to impress, not the other way around. Even if you don't feel confident or calm, the simple act of visualizing your best self can help you relax and enjoy the date instead of getting in your head. Hmm, interesting. Cool. Did you find uh, number six? Uh, yes. Okay. 
So, so I agree with that. I mean, I think, yeah, visualize your best self, but, you know, it's okay to wear clothes that are comfortable to you. Right. But, you know, out here, you know, casual, casual can mean so many different things. Oh, for sure. I mean, you know, ca- you know, it's almost as, oh, just, just show up casual. You know, I'm still, I'm still wearing pants and a collared shirt. Yeah. Casual at the beach where you live could mean board shorts and flip flops. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's like, you know, we're 50 miles apart, but casual can mean two completely different things. Yep. Yeah. I mean, I think it also depends on where you're meeting or going or, I mean, if you're hanging at the beach to go watch music, you're not going to be putting on some high heels. (laughs) This is true. You know, I think it, but I I like doing the check-in, you know, so what do you think you're going to wear? I feel like looking, you know, like for me, I don't get to dress up often. So when I go out, I like to put on something where I get to look nice versus being in my spandex with no makeup on. I mean, if you're, if you're doing the coffee and conversation for the first date, it's okay to be a little bit casual, but say you hit it off and, and you're progressing now to date two, Yeah, you know, and, and you're going out to dinner you know, it's like you probably want to dress up a little bit more. Yeah, agreed. You know, if you're going to dinner because you don't know if you're going to go to the little hole in the wall Mexican place or you're going to go to a super nice restaurant. Right. Like you kind of have to be prepared for something in between. Yeah, it's also a good idea to decide ahead of time, too. True. Or at least vet the place out. All right. Remember that no is not a dirty word. In fact, it's one of the most important words in your dating vocabulary, especially as women. We're taught to be likable and easygoing on dates, and we focus more on how to be liked than whether or not we actually like them. You know what we should vow to end in 2022? Going on dates we're not excited about, texting back people we don't like, or not vocalizing what we want and need in our relationships to protect other people's egos or feelings. Overall, let's work on saying no when we want to say no. Compromise and empathy are crucial in relationships, but so is respect for each other's wants and needs. Communicating what you don't want should be just as easy as what you do. It's If it's not, this person doesn't respect you or care about you as much as they say they do. Thank you. Next. 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 Yeah. I mean, I... I've, I've said this on several podcasts, but we have a lot of new listeners today, which is fantastic. I, I think when you're on a date, sometimes, sometimes you know immediately. Sometimes it takes you an hour or two after the date, maybe really thinking about that person. There's nothing wrong with sending a text, preferably a phone call saying, you know, I just don't think we're a good fit. Right. You know, I just don't think that, you know, that we're a good fit. That, you know, and basically saying, you know, there's absolutely nothing wrong with you. You know, there's a, definitely a person out there for you. But, you know, you and I are just, you know, we're not, 
I didn't feel like we were meshing together the way we should. And sometimes it might take one or two dates to actually know that. But instead of saying, okay, God, we already got two or three dates in. Okay, I'm going to kind of suck it up and and just endure this. It's like, don't do that. Why bother? Well, yeah, why bother? That that life, that boat is going down at some time. Absolutely. You know, it's, just, it's like, it just, is it two weeks or is it a month from now? Agreed. And, and if you have that little, that little inkling in the back of your head, like, God, this person is not who I saw myself with. If you keep saying that to yourself over and over again, the honest thing to do is to basically tell them up front and just say, you know, hey, I wish you luck. But uh, I just want to let you know you're a great person, but you know, you're just not the person that I'm looking for. Yep. And that's a sucky phone call to get. That is. And give. Yep. You know, but I think it's, I mean, most people are chicken shits and they'll just, they'll just send a text. But I think if you do it on the phone, it's actually easier and simpler the conversation doesn't need to be more than a minute you know so okay number seven use your alone time to your advantage boy the last couple of years 2020 2021 we had enough alone time mm -hmm. fyi being alone is a good thing a single relationship status or even just time spent on our own allows us to turn inward explore our truest desires and get to know ourselves better. When we know ourselves and what we want, our dating lives become more fulfilling, successful, and fun. Any amount of time alone can be invested to understand what we want out of a partner. But more importantly, it can make us feel so whole we, need, we don't need a partner. I think the pandemic did do that for a lot of people. Yeah. It made them realize I don't need I don't need a significant other to have fun. Right. Or they fell in the opposite group where they coupled with someone and then they hunkered down for the pandemic. Bubble. Who was in your bubble? Who was in your bubble? You know, I got a you know, I'm a, a ride leader. I have a group, if you're in Southern California, it's called Ladies and Gents Cycling on Facebook. And I got a rash of shit from people when I started bike rides back up again. I mean, granted, we took some months off. And, you know, we were, it was weird. It was a weird dynamic. So we would go on these bike rides together, but then when we would stand and talk to each other, we would like stand far apart. It was, uh -huh. it was really weird. Um, but we were just being respectful of people's space. Yeah. And, and the reality is in all those interactions, no one ever contacted me and said, Hey, I contracted COVID from the people on the ride the other night. Yeah, Cause you were outside. Never happened. Zero, yeah. you know, and, and even crazier is when the pandemic was in full flight in the spring of 2020. I canceled all our ride, our group rides, and then I 
was doing these solo rides down to Crystal Cove by myself. Uh-huh. And then one time I made the freaking mistake of posting a photo oh, God. of me at Crystal Cove. And on the entire beach, there was like three people. Wow. And well, weren't the beaches closed? Crystal Cove is a private beach. Oh. So Huntington, Newport, Laguna, yes, they were all closed. And they were militant. If you walked out on the sand, there was a cop on you in a heartbeat telling you to go home. And so um, I found this spot at Crystal Cove, and I knew where the little maintenance roads were at Crystal Cove. And so I just took the little maintenance roads down, you know, uh, by where the beachcomber is, and, you know, just... Hung out. Yeah. Mm. Hey, buddy. How you doing, big guy? That's crazy. Yeah, it, right. it, it was crazy. Well, you know me and my alone time. I need it. Alone time, I think, is necessary for mental well-being. Yep. I think some of my best trips were ones where, you know, I had uh, friends that canceled out on me at the last minute. For like Yosemite, and I remember, I remember one time, my friend, one of my friends who live in Slow, we 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 planned this all out. They were going to take the train from Slow to Fresno. I was going to pick them up in Fresno at the train station and then drive to Yosemite. Mm-hmm. It was actually a perfect idea. And then uh, my friend's girlfriend found out that we were actually really camping, like in tents. Yeah. <laughs> And then all of a sudden, she wasn't feeling well. Oh. She thought she was going to be staying at the, the luxury accommodations, you know, and, and she's like, you know, like camping, camping? Glamping? Not glamping? No, not glamping, like camping in a tent. Oh, my gosh. And then she's like, aren't there bears? It's like, yeah, there's bears, but, you know, they leave you alone. I'd rather have you... a bear than a shark. Yes, and so, and so I remember that one trip. They canceled on me at the last minute, and then they're like, "Oh, sorry, you know, sorry about that." And and then and then they're going, "Oh, what are you going to do?" I go, "I I got the reservation. I'm still going." Right. And the reality is, when you travel by yourself, you are not tethered to anyone else. You make your own timelines. You do what you want to do. And actually, I intentionally did all the hikes at Yosemite that year. This was 2019. Mm-hmm. I did all the hikes that I had never done before. So I, you know, I'd always done, you know, the hike up to Half Dome and Vernal, Nevada, and, you know, and I'd done all the, the, the popular hikes. But then there's a whole bunch of other ones that were like a little more obscure, you know, off to these little lakes and things. And I'm like, you know, I'm going to do all the hikes that I have never done. Right. And I could not have done that if I was with a group because they would, they hadn't been to Yosemite and they're like, oh, let's take us on, you know, the popular stuff. Right. So that ended up being an amazing trip by myself. Yeah. Daisy and I are going to go up the coast. You should. At some point. You should. You know, there, there's there's a couple cool campgrounds in Big Sur. I mean, they're by campground standings. They're they're pricey, but 
you're in freaking Big Sur, you know? They're right. like 70 bucks a night, you know, but it's, uh, you know, but you're camping literally in the Redwoods. It's awesome. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Going to do it. All do right. it. Dish outdated rules. Let me go on a quick tangent about a few outdated dating rules that we should really ditch like yesterday. To start, my least favorites of all dating rules are don't kiss on the first date and the three date rule. Let's just throw out any rules in it that imply that what you want to do with your body and when you want to do it are not up to you. Make your own rules based on comfortability and what you're feeling. Next up, playing hard to get or waiting for the other person to make the first move. Besides outdated gender roles, these rules come from the idea that whoever cares less in a relationship is the one that has the most power. But should love be about power? It's okay to care. We're supposed to care about each other. So what's it matter if you come on too strong or care more? Be true to your feelings and what you want. Oh, and making the first move can save us a lot of time wondering if they like us back. Interesting. I mean, to each their own. To each their own. I think, I think putting rules, I think having your non-negotiables is one thing. But putting old school dating rules to today is is hard. I think it depends on your value system. And you if, know, that, de- if that's what you value, then you need to find somebody that values the same. Right. I mean, the, the don't kiss on the first date, you know, and things like that. It's like, you know, that's, those are, those are kind of old school. Yeah. I'm not saying that I've kissed everyone on my first date, but it's like. It happens more often than not. Yeah. You know, so, you know, if, if I've had multiple conversations with you and before we even meet, by the time we meet, we, we kind of feel that common vibe, you know, before we actually even sit down. So, yeah. although I have to say, I mean, if I met somebody on the first date, and I didn't feel any kind of chemistry, I'm certainly not going to plant one on them. Well, that, you know, so it's uh, it's not uh, two kisses, Michelle? No, it's, it's a case-by-case case basis. <laughs> case-by-case? Okay, good. Case-by-case. Case-by-case, okay, that's you good. You do you, that's, boo. That, you get it, you do, I do me, boo? Okay. You do you, boo. <laughs> I'm I'm a boo. I'm a boo. Oh my god! Like can't believe I'm a boo. Okay, let's focus on finding out what you want. Boy, that's the toughie. Dating is supposed to be about finding what you want, not becoming what someone else wants. This is a good one. Some people will like you, and some people won't. Whether or not someone wants to pursue a relationship or a second date with you has nothing to do with how likable you are, but it does have to do with compatibility. And I think we can all agree there are many people we wouldn't mind being incompatible with. That's funny. (laughs) Prioritize what you want in a partner by making a list of non-negotiable qualities or values you want. And stop yourself from getting caught up in what a relationship or person could be. Instead, ask yourself if you genuinely enjoy each person you're talking to or whether or not they deserve you. That's a good line. Yeah, you know, you know I think this I totally think, contradicts number two, though. 
It does. But I I think it's important to like I think it's important to to be true to who you are and what you're what you're interested in and and the person that you're looking for and you know people that are at our age group, you know, we're in our 50s. You know, they're probably looking at least you hope for their last relationship. Yeah. At least you hope so. You know, although, you know, the online dating has turned a lot of 40 and 50 year olds into complete douches. (laughs) Oh, yeah? (laughs) Yes. Why do you say that? I've heard so many terrible stories from my friends. Well, how is it's like unleashing the beast? Unleash it like, oh my God, I'm divorced. Thank God I got rid of of that witch and it's like okay i'm gonna go on a sex spree with as many people that are willing and able it's like that's why you get a tender tender that's why but sometimes you talk to people in match.com or zeus or any of them it's like oh yeah by the time by the time we were texting for a day or two He's sending me a picture of his dick. And it's like, oh, yeah. seriously? It's like, that's your calling card? Well, hopefully you can smell, sniff those people out. Well, hopefully you're not sniffing it. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Next, know that dating is supposed to be enjoyable and stop it if it isn't. Repeat after me, Eric. Dating should be fun. It is fun. It should not feel forced, boring, painful, or sad. If it's not enjoyable, you're either putting too much pressure on each date, feeling self-conscious about dating, or focusing on the wrong things. Remember that dating is not intended to have only one outcome. Every experience, whether it's a date, Tinder conversation, or a few months of dating, brings you closer to clarity. The purpose of going on dates, talking to new people, and opening yourself up to meet someone new is not to feed your ego. Affirm insecurities or to find a soulmate, ASAP. The purpose is to collect information that will bring you closer to a happy, fulfilling life and have a good time along the way. Bottom line, it should be fun meeting new people, whether or not a second date follows. If it's not, take a break from dating to reflect on what you're really looking for in your dating life. Mm. That goes without being said. Absolutely. Absolutely, it's it's got to be fun, and yep. if you get into that grind of, you know, okay, I've got two or three people that I'm interested in. Okay, I'm gonna have a date on Monday with Sally, and a date on Tuesday with Jane, and a date on Wednesday with Michelle. When you start getting into that little grind, mm. it becomes not enjoyable. I think I think many times if you allow yourself to be open and honest with yourself and the person that you're seeing about what you're looking for, who you're looking for. Many times people will surprise you with how utterly fantastic they are. Mm -hmm. On occasion, people will also show you what an idiot they are. (laughs) And in those situations, men and women pull the 
ejection handle and get the hell out of there. Amen. Unless you love drama and misery and strife. Mm-hmm. And some people do. Some Great. people do. Some people love, love, love drama. They are the ones who will adamantly say, I hate drama, but they love it. Oh, yeah. You know, they gravitate to it. They seem to find it everywhere. And so, you know, it's just, uh, and you know, when you're with a person that is a high level of drama, it starts immediately. Oh, yeah. It starts immediately. For sure. And it's just, and and then you have to ask yourself, okay, do I really want to spend a significant amount of time with this person? And, or... Is this the person I see myself with for the next 20 years? Probably not. Probably not. So, but, uh, hey, we have to wish our friend Maria a happy birthday. It was yesterday, right? It was on Saturday. Oh, Saturday was the day? Maybe it was yesterday. No, it was yesterday. So we haven't mentioned our friend Maria lately. So it was her birthday yesterday and we are having her birthday ride on Saturday. Well, didn't she have a birthday ride this past Saturday too? Yeah. Them and Poppy, they rode down. I was at the Miramar air show, but her and Poppy, they went down to the lost pier cafe, which I absolutely adore. I think that's a fantastic so anyone is, who is living in Orange County, just to let you know, the Lost Pier Cafe. No, don't tell our secret. Oh, okay. Don't tell the secret. Okay. <laughs> well, no, you want more dogs. So that most of the beaches in Orange County are very non-dog friendly. And except for the, the dog beach in HB. Right. Um, but Aliso Beach, which is near the Lost Pier Cafe, is also dog friendly on leash only but if there are no lifeguards around let them run <laughs> oh yeah i got in tro- i got in trouble uh when i went with maria and and her dog and then i let him off the leash and, and then the, I, I the lifeguard like said hey you got to put him on the leash it's like oh damn it <laughs> oh that's funny yeah but it, it's it's a dog friendly beach and you know there's not a ton of dogs there but there you know there's there's a number uh-huh. but it's it's one of those things where people don't know don't know about it because you know Newport and Huntington outside of the dog beach they're so freaking militant about dogs yeah True. you know and it's just and I, I don't know I don't know why that is and well, yeah. because there's some dog owners that are idiots and don't pick up after their dog. I'll pick, no, no picking the poop. Yeah, that makes sense. You know, yeah. if you're strolling along the beach and you step in a big pile of poo, how happy are you going to be? Yeah, not going to be happy. Uh-uh. Not going to so. be happy. Anyway. So, so, so I think we are going to call it a night. Call it a night. Call it a night. If anyone is, Michelle has to, uh, Michelle has to hit the road. 
And so, and so I will stay online for a few more minutes. If anyone wants to come on as a call-in guest and talk about online dating, their experiences, positive, negative, hopefully positive. And uh, otherwise, we will wish everyone a wonderful Monday evening. And Michelle has to get going because she has to be somewhere at five. Yeah, let me get, let me hop off and I will catch you later. Catch me on the backside. I'll see you on Saturday. Sounds good. Sounds good. And Michelle is gone. So if we have anyone out there in the wisdom community that would like to come on and just say a few words about online dating, their experiences, what apps they're using, uh, things of that nature, feel free. I'm going to leave the line open for a minute and... If no one comes on, we're going to call it a night. Okay, I am back. Had to just get a drink of water. And it doesn't look like anyone is coming on, but that's okay. Hopefully, in the future, we can get some call-in guests. We have had them in the past and always enjoy the conversations that we have. Once again, this is Eric and Michelle from the What He Said, She Said podcast. And we talk about online dating in our 40s, 50s, and 60s. And we want to wish everyone a wonderful evening. Good night. Hello again, podcast listeners. This is Eric from the What He Said, She Said podcast with Eric and Michelle. Once again, that was episode 35. Had some interesting insights tonight. And we cut it a little short, so we're kind of... At one hour running time, Michelle had a hard out, so we had to get going. And we hope that you're enjoying this show, and we're going to try to have more live guests in the coming months. And here's a word from one of our sponsors. Hi, my name's Michelle. I'm a certified personal trainer and wellness coach. I've been in the fitness industry for 28 years and began combining my R3 method with personal training in 2020. I believe through making changes in your lifestyle, you can thrive versus just survive during peri and postmenopause. Until perimenopause, I was able to control my weight through exercise and eating healthy food. During this time, I had many life stressors that were affecting my emotional and physical self. Several months after my 52nd birthday, I hired my own accountability and nutrition coach as I had felt fluffy and stuck with a middle-aged belly and just downright exhausted. I didn't know how to move forward and felt like I needed someone to guide me and hold me accountable. I was ready for change at any cost. What ensued was a mind-body transformation, 18 months of an adventure and education in what my body needed as a menopausal female, focusing on all areas of health. A long, hard look at my nutritional needs, the way I was working out, my sleep, my activity level, my water intake, and learning how to manage stress. The result, 29 pounds lost and 13% body fat gone. Restored energy and sleep, stronger workouts, and a passion to help other women do the same. If you are like me, don't hesitate to reach out. You can find me on Instagram at Coach Michelle with one L, M Fitness, or go to my website at www.mfitnessforlife.com.